0: Holy Saturday is this day of hidden activity. It's a day that we might be tempted to think that God wasn't doing anything at all because Jesus has been removed from our sight. And of course, the scripture even that we read for today comes from the activity that happened on Good Friday. We read about Joseph and about Nicodemus, who uh, took Jesus' body from the cross late on Friday afternoon and prepared it and put it in the tomb before sundown when the Sabbath began. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this profound mystery of the hidden activity of God. But first, I'm going to start with looking at this scripture that we've actually been given to focus on right now, which is Joseph and Nicodemus. These are two men who we know from all four Gospels were members of the Sanhedrin, which was an elite body. Uh, We know, in fact, that Joseph was a wealthy man and that he possibly owned that new tomb into which Jesus' body was laid. They were men who had status, in fact. Both of them drawn to Jesus' ministry, but reluctant uh, to fully step into being disciples of Jesus. We hear about Nicodemus uh, who came to Jesus in the night to ask questions, to try and understand who Jesus really was and what he was inviting him into. And later on, we know that Nicodemus spoke up on Jesus' behalf in his context uh, as a member of the Sanhedrin and also Joseph of Arimathea. But both, as I say, reluctant to really put both feet in. Uh, I think they were worried about the ultimate cost uh, to their own reputations, uh, perhaps to their material, uh, what what they had if they were wealthy, and yet, isn't it interesting that at this moment, it is these two men who remove Jesus' body. Joseph actually had to speak to Pilate to uh, make sure that it was all legally uh, appropriate. Uh, what a risky thing to do. Jesus was not a popular man, and, and Joseph is now associating himself with Jesus in this way. Nicodemus also spending lavish amounts of money on this Myrrh, which he is going to um, put on Jesus' body as he uh, wraps it in the linen shroud. And of course, all the disciples, all Jesus' closest followers, have run away. It's very interesting what it was. Of course, it was God that drew these two men who were so afraid into making this kind of commitment, Uh, even though it was in the night, it was secret. But as I've thought about that, this hiddenness, this secretness of their gift, their devotion to Jesus, I've thought about um, the fact that Jesus himself speaks about how it gladdens his Heavenly Father when we show our love in secret ways, in ways that are not going to get a lot of applause. And that whole motif, the idea of our devotion to God, um, the, the Puritans put it this way, that we as Christians play to an audience of one. No more than on this day that Jesus played to an audience of one. Nobody is seeing his activity on Holy Saturday but God alone, his Heavenly Father. And uh, that whole idea res- resonates with me right now, particularly as we're living these, this virtual life in which I confess it is so tempting to see, did anybody, did anybody see that video? Did I get any likes? Is anybody approving of this? Um, which is a dreadful uh, road to go down, and yet so human. I mean, it's very hard to not want to please people and have that uh, acclaim. Uh, Even by doing good deeds. We want to do good deeds so that people can see them, so that they can think how wonderful we are. It's hard to escape even loving others in a way that doesn't bring glory to ourselves. I heard recently, I read that um, poor Marlena Dietrich, God bless her soul, uh, actually recorded... Uh, two sides of a record with applause. And not only would she listen to the record, she would actually make other people listen to the record, and then she would say, that was Chicago, and that was Rio. And I think, oh my gosh, what a debilitating state to be in. Of course, I recognize myself in that, and you may yourself realize that if you had the voice and looks of Marlena Dietrich, you might have been tempted to make recordings of people applauding you. the phrase that comes to mind is one my mother and grandmother often use. How unbecoming. And indeed, how unbecoming of our state of the ones who ought to know that there is just one gaze that we really need of approval. And it has been given in Jesus it has been given in God to us. And if we can play to that one voice, that one look of love, that one heart of love, we are given such resilience and such courage uh, and such generosity. And I also think about this, the audience of one, when I think about the fact that there may be some of you out there watching today who are in fact in your houses quite alone. And what you need to know is you are not alone, that God looks on you, that God looks on you as you set your table and wash your hands and sing little hymns and and do your thing, and he looks on you with love, deepest, deepest love. Um, And you can be most useful in that just intimate devotional time that you have to please God, even in your own apartment, wherever you may be. But a little moment just to think about Jesus um, and this mystery. I don't have any last words of knowing what is going on on Holy Saturday in the life of the Trinity. But I can only imagine that nothing more significant probably happened since the creation of earth itself. It's a new creation that is happening in Jesus Christ on Saturday night. And we, I think it profits us to imagine that activity, that while we can't see anything, God is active. And he is active on our behalf. So two things to take away from today. If you find yourself in the place of Joseph or uh, Nicodemus, in that sort of on-the-fence place. Might God be inviting you to jump two feet in to follow Jesus today? Might God be asking you, yes, there is a cost. Oh, yes, there will be a cost. But you cannot outgive God. You can't. You can try. You cannot do it. He will always give you more than you can give to him. So if you're on the fence, might God be asking you to jump two feet in and then the other, jump two feet in, not because of what people will think. People will think what they will think. But for God alone, the audience of one. Amen.